Every day, America Online is making it easier for people to live, work, and play. When we installed internet access on our computer, I got the whole family involved. And you Just what is this main artery of the information superhighway? You beautiful bastards! No matter how large, no matter how small, we'll be on the internet in the year 2000. It's the primary way that people will look at information. Shut up! When we were there. Hello, and welcome to When We Were There, Bias Internet History. My name is Thomas. And I'm Josh. And this is a podcast all about the history of internet content, the who's who's, the what's what's, the where's Waldos. We're going to get into it all. Whether you like it or not. But you know what? Thomas, I think they're going to like this episode. I think they're going to love this episode. I know I do. Thomas is cream in his jeans right now. I'm freaking the fuck out. Uh, we got a very special guest today. These are uh, a couple guys out of uh, a comedy troupe called F&D Films. Been making stuff online since, I don't know, years and years and years ago. 2006, 7? He has been on the site for a long time. Uh, I've been watching them over half my life, so this is a, a big thing for me. Thomas, I want them to feel uncomfortable with how obsessed I am. And he, I think we're already there. I'm sure they do. Do you guys? Yeah, I have a knot in my stomach. I don't feel good right now. You know what? I was sold at Cream in the Jeans. Yeah, that's our, one of our patented lines. I love that line. <laughs> it's Thomas does cream his jeans a lot. That is the thing. He's ruined many a pants. Is it a, a, I don't buy I don't buy jeans anymore. Is it a clam chowder? Oh, what kind of cream. Yeah, definitely. It's v- oh, it's like a potato <laughs> leek soup. It's okay. very chunky. Ooh, thick with some with some some bits and bits yeah. in there. That's that reminds me of the movie Cable Guy. When um, Jim Carrey says, this is a deluxe sound system that would make George Lucas cream in his pants. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you were going to be like the scene where Jim Carrey like creams a potato out of his dick. Because I, I have this thing, a very weird selective memory where like I think more graphic things happen in movies. Like in that movie Bridge to Terabithia where the girl like dies swinging over a creek i thought there was a scene where her head cracked i haven't well, seen that you, movie what? you just ruined it for me <laughs> oh shit but it doesn't it but it doesn't crack same as but like thing, in my girl i thought there's a scene where macaulay culkin gets like attacked by bees and dies but all this stuff happens off camera the thing about that too is what you conflated the scene in spider-man 3 when uh james franco yeah, james like franco. hits the like tight rope and like just like yeah Bangs his head six times. Spider-Man 3, I only remember uh, Topher. Was it Topher Grace? Just not Topher Grace. Who's the other one? It was Topher Topher Grace. Oh, yeah. Who who goes full emo, though? It's Toby McGuire. Toby McGuire. Yeah. When I just the only thing I remember is his hair swinging over like over itself over and over again. It's hot. Yeah, it is. It it is hot and, and a musical sort of. Yeah. But we're rambling. Who are you guys for anyone that doesn't know? Uh, we're F and D films, or two of us. One of our uh, one of our partners, Aaron, um, is he dead? Hates you guys. Oh, okay. And yeah. Also hates us. And <laughs> we all, we said, hey, do you want to come on and talk to these great guys? And he said, fuck you. I'd rather be doing anything else. Um, but anyway, well, we're, I think uh, he has a family, right? So he's got people to protect. Yeah, yeah my, I guess actually, last I spoke with him, there were four grizzly bears in his front yard, so he's literally Jesus. protecting his family right now. He didn't move to an opportune place, let's just say. He's just constantly on guard defending his kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're, uh, F&D, F&D is a comedy troupe where we, we've been making comedy sketches on YouTube for, 
apparently what two i mean 2006 or seven vin and aaron something like that yeah something like that um but other than that you know we've made uh a feature um we're we're constantly writing with each other to make another one of those and um yeah it's just been making a bunch of goofs for as long as we can recall trying to pack in as many goofs before we die before you kick that bucket and is the, are you guys going to die in your own volition or like natural causes, do you think? I would like to die when I say I want to die, but you, how do you how do you plan for that? I, you can you can just you, suicide pact it. Yeah. You know? well, okay, what you do is you carry around a cyanide pill on you at all times, and that way if like, you ever get in a compromising situation where you're going to die, you take the pill, and it's still your choice. You're right. I, That's true. And then you yell, Hail Hydra. And then you yeah. you kick you, you kick the cap it. off your tooth and you bite it. Oh, down. see one of those. Okay, yeah. that's pretty chill. Yeah, yeah. So you're assuming you're going to be taken out of a submarine. I'm, I'm mini- always okay. assuming that. That's awesome. Okay, that's chill, guys. Coop's also assuming that I'm in a supremacist, a white supremacist group. I thought that was fact. I read that on your Wikipedia page. Wait, no, no. Hail Hydra was. Well, they they were kind of with the Nazis. Hello. But... It's Marvel. It's Captain America. Oh, you know, no, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking of, what was the one, Watch? no, what was Watchmen? The Proud Boys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those guys were just... Uh, that was a graphic novel, no, I but, think. Zack Schneider? No, but they had the group with, like, the the Cyclops or something. Oh, the, the TV show, with yeah. The, the, uh, with the eye, they did the eye thing. Like the third, 33rd Cavalry or something. Something like that. That's what I thought <laughs> it was. They showed, like, this, I don't know, whatever. Or they did this. I was going to say, what you were eye. doing... Vinny, yeah, Vinny put oh, the, the, Cyclops, uh, the Cyclops, the outside of his palm of his hand on top of his forehead and made it look like he was the villain from Pan's Labyrinth in the in the gluttonous basement. Yeah, this is not yeah. a, a oh, visual yeah. medium. I gotta remember that. Isn't it? How is it like this? This feels too no. Long. It is. It is this. He's got an eyeball on each hand. Everyone listening right. is loving <laughs> this part. Um, but you know what? I I love it when a podcast just uh, derails just into- says like talks about what they what and what they're doing like physically and you can't see it. I always love. Anyways, that. you can see on my shirt with no context. But um, how long have you guys been on the internet? Are, uh, was YouTube the first thing that you kind of did as far as sketch comedy? Were you doing anything on MySpace, Newgrounds? Uh, the first thing we ever posted was on Newgrounds. Um, I remember it was. Yeah, that was like the only because that was the site we were on all the time, and so, um, mm. yeah, that was like the first couple F and D films we put there. And I remember people would leave comments like, "This isn't Flash," because it was all cartoons, but we were uploading yeah. our our films as Flash files. So people were like, "This isn't Get Flash." Get out of here. here! This ain't Flash. <laughs> they were pissed at you. Um, so we soon after that uh, got we just figured like, "Oh, we should just get our own website." And so we had F&D Films, and we were posting there and just, like, sending people videos over Instant Messenger, just, like, sending them to our friends and, you know, like, is this do you, is this funny? And and then YouTube came around, and I remember YouTube was around, like, for, a, I don't maybe a year, maybe just a couple months before, like, we decided to post there. And, and, and that was, like, way back in the day when YouTube had a homepage and everyone, you know, you didn't have, like, a customized feed. Um, and a couple of our videos got featured on the homepage a few times. Like, I think maybe, like, two or three times we got featured, mm-hmm. which really helped boost the numbers. Um, and, yeah. Well, yeah, one of, one of your first big ones would have been, like, was it Magic Mentos or Annoying? Uh, well, Annoying was de- is definitely the most popular by far. Um, 
it wasn't the mm. first to like I, I I'm actually blanking on because I do remember like one of the videos getting featured but like yeah annoying definitely helped um and I don't remember when YouTube changed like it's kind of all just uh it just blends 2010 is that when they started doing that <laughs> or did, you've changed that a, <laughs> man was that a guess well that's when I remember feeling like it was starting to change it was like 2010 11 for me when i think of the golden age of youtube that's like 2008 that's that's when uh like 2007 2008 when all like sketch comedy reigned king and like there was a very homegrown feel but also like there's all these big youtubers and they had this like whatever it felt like a community. community yeah you could customize your youtube page to look more like a website whereas now it just looks like a facebook profile looks like nothing looks like garbage yeah. yeah oh you know what i i i kind of forgot that you could you could do that um put like a custom background and people would like make yeah things that you could like use what were the things i mean what were the big things that changed from like around 2010 where you were like f f this so so what there is like an actual like uh What's the word like a like a, a real? I feel like there's a YouTube video you could watch. There's about loads, this. I'm uh, sure. No, but... the, one of the big ones is the algorithm. Yeah, and it stopped favoring like two minute content, like sketches or animation, and it was like okay, anything more than ten minutes, it's starting to be based on watch time. S- yes, rather spe- than just view count. Specifically, what it was was ad revenue stopped being judged based off yeah view count and more minutes watched. So that gave way to right. that's why Let's Plays took over YouTube. It's because they're low effort for high volume. Yeah, a lot of frequency. Where, and, and, it, and it killed uh, animation. And yeah, high frequency. So like uploading regularly, multiple times a week, large, mm-hmm. like big videos. Um, so that really... More potential for adverts and all that. Exactly stuff, right. Yeah. And so that, that really made a big change on the platform. And then I think also just a natural progression of it becoming more mainstream and a diversification of it. So it felt like there used to feel like more of like a cultural mm-hmm. identity on YouTube, you know? And then that sort of, I think just, and that's not even necessarily bad. You can still find like pockets on YouTube that have this like energy of, of what I really liked. Um, so it's not even necessarily bad. It's just that it's not the only thing that's there. Now there isn't really like a homogenous culture. And I, th- I think when that happened as far as watch time, and especially even later with Adpocalypse, all of a sudden, People had to start finding advertisers outside of just Google mm-hmm. AdSense, and then it had to come to more volume of videos. Okay, we have to upload every day rather than, okay, I'm going to spend maybe anywhere from a month to a week just working on a video that I'm really passionate about that I want to put everything into. Mm-hmm. And I think Casey Neistat, maybe Charles Trippier, some of the only people who have successfully done daily uploads that are very good quality. But I think especially looking at it today with not just like Let's Players, but like the Jake Pauls of the world is... Oh, yeah. It's it's just a lot of noises and flashing lights to keep someone's entertainment. Whereas I think what Thomas was saying as well, with you guys, you know, someone like your channel, you're excited. Oh, okay, there's going to be a video, maybe not every day, but it's going to be something I look forward to, which was what the culture of YouTube was. Yeah. That isn't really what it is now. No, to good. be fair, I also got to say, sorry to cut you off, but... The, uh, there's just the fact that like 2008 I would have been like 12 years old uh so there's just childhood nostalgia and a lot of this content is still it's aimed for children you know so there's just a matter of growing out of it like around like I started as I became a teenager like 14 years old I started smoking weed I wanted to like be cool 
wrote graffiti and stuff and i was like youtube's lame so yeah uh, <laughs> is that what you'd write on your graffiti youtube's yeah. lame yeah it was <laughs> sick dude i got a lot of props i never even attempted to be cool i just kept watching youtube and masturbating which when it comes down to it is as cool as you can be yeah i That's... think alone in your bedroom switching between youtube and you porn there's nothing cooler than that right that's our after school special that's a life and sometimes you realized. just type in yeah you type in you and you don't know which it's going to autofill porn but or whatever two. it does that's what you're going to first. <laughs> that's where you're going baby and you just ride it out yeah, yeah. sometimes it kind of blurs the lines with the hot for words or whatever it might be and you just go for it anyway but mm-hmm. either way you're either uh busting your sides or busting your nuts but yeah i guess right. how would you guys would like, do you guys feel, did you notice the shift at all on YouTube? Were you, like, active enough on the, the platform, like, as consumers to, to feel any change? It's, I always felt like I was behind in recognizing it. I guess it's one of those things where if you're in it, you don't see the change. Um, mm. And also, I guess, it like, admittedly, I'm not, is even though we were creating for YouTube, I wasn't, I feel like I watch YouTube more so now for, like, entertainment value and like to fill my time than i did before like i would never really like if you asked me who my favorite youtubers were I, like i would kind of struggle to like to answer that um so i and i also like feel like i don't i feel like bad for not knowing like some of the more in like intricacies of how it works and how it changes because i guess there we always took breaks and we weren't on it we weren't using it like people use it today where today people are like Oh yeah, I'm a YouTuber. That's my job. And for us, we're like, well, we want to be filmmakers. YouTube is a great platform. But when YouTube became like, you know, when you had to sort of play the game and like, yeah, you know, play to the algorithm, I think we kind of weren't using it enough to have evolved and grown with it. Um, so yeah, like, uh, I forget what the original question was. Oh, having noticed it, like, no, I didn't really notice a change, you know, like, I can say, like, oh, yeah, I remember when, like, prank videos were the thing, you know, it had, mm. it had like, that, you know, I, I can kind of break it down into, like, eras in that way, but, um, yeah, the changes. But also to that, Vin, it's, like, there there were those trends that, that would that would evolve, and, like, like if prank videos were huge or whatever it may be, or just vlogging in, in general, which I guess we did do some of that, but when, when trends would really emerge, we never really had it sit down and we're like we need to make those types of videos um i mean that we, we just didn't really move along with what was hot on youtube we kind of just wrote stuff that we thought was funny and we're just hoping everyone else will and well i just, i think that's a good thing though i think that's kind of where you want to be is oh i'm not just doing this because i think it'll get clicks as far as integrity is concerned at least uh, yeah i look right, i low right. key had a had an attitude about it i was like that's lame you know, when you kind of notice people hopping onto a trend and you're doing your own thing, kind of like I, I had a little bit of my own butt attitude about it. But like, you know, I, I think it's also allowed, allowed us to, you know, stay true to who we are and allowed us to keep making the things we want to make. Yeah, I have that also, in, my, like, in my notes here uh, that it, lack of schedule might have stopped you from maintaining success on the site, but it also might have kept you pure in quotes. You can't tell people about the notes, Thomas. <laughs> or they'll know that we planned this and we're not just organic. No, I like it. We're not just off the cuff. Uh, but that, that is a question that I want to, like, so do you guys feel, I guess you must, but the, that, like, not actively participating in the the platform 
allowed you guys to like yeah stay on your own sort of wave and and also like i said like it kind of kept you guys in this pocket of like it's still i could go to your channel and see a new video and it still felt like a sketch that might have been uploaded uh, you know in 2008 just with better production quality yeah i guess like I, and um I, I think to add to that yeah like it we never really like collabed with people like the one collab we did was with we did a collab with smosh for the animated sketches we did uh the protectors mm-hmm. of tomorrow now you're reading our notes um, yeah that is that's in there too that's the next question <laughs> um, so y- thanks for being ahead of it yeah uh <laughs> You know, we just, oh, I, the thought of collab, like, collabing always kind of like, I never really want, I never really wanted to do it because, you know, I'm just speaking for me. Um, I don't know. I just kind of like, uh, you know, we're in our own little insular pocket. We're just writing stuff we want to write. And the thought of collaborating, I always kind of knew it was like, well, let's like cross pollinate. Let's like get viewers to each other and Mm. like to, to have to like potentially like suffer through not liking the other person's idea or like having to like put up with something you don't want to do was just not it was never appetizing enough to want to do it and the collaboration with smosh i mean that came out of like you know they were those were guys we respected you know they were like you know doing their thing they were very popular like you know they were doing they were doing what we were doing and you know we did think genuinely think it would be cool to like collaborate with them um, but mm-hmm. there, you know, around that time, like there really weren't many others that we were doing, and so, oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say. So what's interesting, like that collaboration to me is is very crazy because Smosh, uh, they're like the reason why I started making YouTube videos. Uh, ultimately, probably a big reason for why I got into like media and entertainment is Smosh. Um, so to have <laughs> when you guys had the collab with them, it was like crazy to me because. You were I, I don't know if you, I, well, I don't know if you guys know this, but I think that's the only collaboration they ever did that was off of their channel. They had people come onto their channel, mm. but I don't think they've, honestly, I think that's the only video they have ever done together, not on their channel. I didn't so, even, uh, I didn't know that. I'm, I could be wrong, but I've never seen, I've never seen something like that. Yeah. And don't correct so, us if we are wrong, by the way, not you guys, the audience. Well, honestly, audience. we're. We're taking your word. No for one, it. no one, correct us. I don't want any comments about it or anything. Even for grammar or anything, we shouldn't. Especially okay. not grammar. Well, that's something that too that we got to think is you know that's a look at what the Smosh universe has turned into. Not to say anything we could have created could be anything close to that, but they played the game and you know we're we're cool with it and really we're just smart about see, being in the moment and mm-hmm. saying hey we're we see where this is headed. We're just going to keep being as consistent as possible. We're going to collaborate. We're going to um, expand our network, yada, yada. And I think for whatever reasons, we in the moment when we were making videos, I don't know if it was a thing where we were conscious of it and just being like, eh, we just don't feel like doing that. But overall, uh, I, I think if if we wanted to turn our YouTube channel into anything remotely smosh like or just a, a universe expanded in general, um, we just I never had a taste for for that. I think uh, mm-hmm. we just didn't. We just wanted to, I don't know, make some YouTube videos here and there, and then get some production work outside of YouTube, and just thought we could just kind of do both, and never really a thousand percent committed to one or the other. 
But um, I think there's something beautiful about that. Like e- even Smosh, though they did play the game very successfully, I think they lost a lot of what they started with. You know, it became a business. It became a brand. It became something where they were having to hop on trends and even Ian and I mean, Anthony they're, themselves. They're not even together anymore. Yeah. Anthony mm-hmm. doesn't make videos with them anymore. He, right. he left. And there's a very, honestly, a very sad video where he talks about like I saw that one. This thing, this thing that was like, yeah, it was like his uh, in joke with his friends, Smosh, uh, that now is a brand and like the loss of creative control. So I, in some ways, I could say that not that it's competition, but you guys kind of came out on top. And it's funny because in an alternate universe, it easily could have been flipped. Even though they were always more popular than you, I think if they were to have had a sporadic upload schedule and you guys stay consistent. And collaborated with a bunch of people, which I think collaborating as well was something that started happening later on YouTube that led to sort of stuff like the station or creator houses. And one of the things I think it did that isn't great is it kind of made L.A. a hub, much like Hollywood was. You know, before I think you could be anywhere in the world and be a YouTuber that could find a following. And now it's kind of like if you don't live in L.A., you're doing something wrong. I, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I guess like especially with the studio and everything, just it, you can go to YouTube Studios and use their space and exactly whatever. it's it <laughs> and the influencer culture in general. There has to be a blue sky and a palm tree behind you, yeah. Um, for mostly anything, which you could throw on green anyway. I will slightly, I will slightly disagree with you, Josh. Thank you, because I think that I mostly agree with you, but like there are anomalies where it's like there are people who don't live in LA that like. Oh, of course. I, I just mean more the majority. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I think it's more like a mentality where it's like, oh, I want to be a creator. I want to be an influencer. I have to go down there to collab, to get clout, to gain a following. I mean, I think I mean, I mean, think we moved out here kind of for, for that reason. I know. I mean, I mean, we had slightly different reasons. I mean, Cooper grew up in Chicago. And so when he and his now wife moved out here, they just wanted to uh, experience a different town, a different place. Um, and also, you know, sunlight. it's the oppor- it's the opportunity and sunlight. And, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our friend group had moved out here. Um, so it's just kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, it was just that exact ethos where it's like, that's where all the opportunity is. Um, even though like, I kind of always had this gut feeling that like, because YouTube exists, it's like, you could be anywhere and do it. But mm-hmm. there is like that, you know, kind of illusion or, or, or reality that, yeah, like there's, lots of resources in Los Angeles and people you want to collaborate with. Yeah. Well, and I was going to, what I was going to say is um, you could even look at someone like Gus Johnson, who is like now probably the face of the current form of sketch comedy on YouTube. He's from somewhere. One of the middle America states. I <laughs> it think. doesn't matter. It's all the same. It's all yeah. Nebraska to us and Canada yeah. here. <laughs> he's, he's from some hick town or whatever, but uh, no, but, I, and I don't know the guy's reasoning, obviously. I've never met the dude or anything, but he moved to L.A. from wherever he was from uh, and now makes videos with, like, you know, other people and whatnot. So it seems like mm-hmm. that, that idea is, is still ha- has taken root. I want it to, which, I want it to die. I don't want. Okay. I want. What? I want people. To, I want people to feel. Are you okay? No, 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 no. I want that idea to, to die that you have to come out of oh. I oh, you, you cut out it. a little bit. It was, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I want it to die. <laughs> yeah. I, if this helps, I think the last four years have at least made us not want to go to the States. No offense. No. So oh, fair, that's okay. Point. The last four years 
specifically? Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff, a, a lot of the, you know, military coup that brought half of my family here anyway, a, lo- a lot of different stuff the states have done, but particularly the last four years. Yeah, we're not looking so hot in the, in the world view. You know what's hilarious is you guys got Grandpa Joe, though, so you're doing maybe better. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, yeah. But what's funny is how during, like, during Trump's presidency, people are, like, saying how they're going to move to Canada, like, as if it's that easy to do. Yeah, yeah. we don't want you assholes here. Yeah. <laughs> you actually have to bring something of value to move here. You wear shoes on inside your houses. Hey, I'm starting to do a house shoe thing now. Why? I, have, I just why have the slippers. Shoe? But why the shoe? Come on, because it's just, I, I like it on my feet. Well, I don't wear it all around, but if I have my little slips on, I can go just take the trash out and yeah. then you know walk around a little bit in the house. But you're right. it's A shoe-off policy goes a long way. It's it just, just it saves you on vacuums. Vacuum it's bills. it's just weird. No one in Canada wears shoes. All right, okay. Inside, no, but what about I, this? You you lace your shoes up, right? And it's cold out, so you like lace them up real good. You leave yeah. the house, and you're like, oh shit, I've got to grab my, I got to grab my the, the apple I was gonna eat. You take yeah. Well, you you, you, you t- leave the shoes on to get the apple. Okay, so you wear your shoes in the house. Well, that's totally different. No. No, you gotta if be I'm a gonna, purist. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna sit on my couch, I don't have to be a purist. Don't put that on me. Yeah. You do. <laughs> this I'm is... gonna go sit on my couch or go to my bedroom. I'm not gonna and hang out. I'm not gonna wear my shoes. That's crazy. Agreed. Agreed. I no. I'm I'm with you on that. And I'm a, I'm a mostly... shift away from the goddamn shoes. This happens every time we talk to an American guest. Somehow goes back to shoes, <laughs> this, which is, this is the first time. No, we did we with Buck on the pre-interview. Oh, that's true. Uh, he was wearing shoes. Americans, we love our shoes, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Nike 273s. If anyone, if you can take anything away from this podcast, I think that's probably. Is Canadians, we don't wear shoes inside. Yeah. Because we're polite. Um, but on a side note, you guys, I, I, I think another early thing that Thomas made me aware of is that you guys got on Tosh.0. Oh, that's right. Dr- we did. Dr- drifting out of YouTube success to getting on TV. What is that like? And does that sort of bring you a bit of a wider audience? I think it it totally did, um, especially. I mean, that video. I it was mean, celery. Time, correct. what's that? It was celery, correct? Celery, yeah. It was a bit. Which, for if people don't know, it's a. Um, it's just a skit about three guys at uh, wing night at a bar, and one of the guys orders celery, and the other two dudes make fun of him because uh, that's an effeminate thing to order. And at the time, which, you know, said celery's gay, ha ha. Um, and then the two guys who are saying how lame celery is um, start making out uh, in the bar. Very passionately. Show, it was very yeah, beautiful. But just to show him how effeminate he's being, we'll, we'll be like, you're, you're being like this, man. And then we make out and, and we, really, we really get him, you know, by, by locking tongues. Got him. Um, got him (laughs) so from that i think it was like two things it was i remember we were i think i was hitting you i was like yo we should post this to tosh.0 and then we also had a manager friend of ours who was like oh i know somebody that works at tosh.0 or something so we hit it from like two angles i guess and sure enough he he picked it for like the i don't know if it was the season finale or the second to last episode or something but that was uh that was pretty fun for just a seeing it we had a little watch party and everything um 
and that was that was pretty cool but another fun thing is uh other people like we were kind of promoting it like hey watch Tosh.0 tonight like you're gonna see us we have a sketch on there and i had a bunch of friends from my high school who <laughs> had no idea what it was gonna be but they were like you know in college and they had like all their frat bros and they were like yo we gotta watch like my boat my boy's on tv tonight um and oh, i forgot about and then this the thing plays and they just see it's just vin and i making out like passionately like a minute yeah so i had a lot of friends that were like dude i did not know that's what it was gonna be like everyone was freaking out they were like what is this shit and i was like well you know this video is like about you um, if that's truly how <laughs> yeah. you feel, so all good. Didn't you have? Well, didn't you have some guy actually approach you at a party, and he was like, "I don't know about that, man." Oh yeah, so one of my friends played it at a. I was just at a house party or something, and my friend, um, was like, "We got to put it on, dude." Well, you got, just put it on like, the big screen in front of. Yeah, everyone. I was like, "Do we have to put it on?" <laughs> um, he's like, "Yeah," and then he like got everyone in the living room and <laughs> played the, played the video. And I don't know, like, 90% of the people there. So this is the first impression. But <laughs> either way, uh, most people were like, hey, that was really funny, blah, blah, blah. But one guy... Did you guy, play that night because of it? I was... Well, I was dating my, my now wife, so... So, she, yes. We were dating when this happened, too. In a so big she, way. She was... Yeah, she was cool with it. But one guy, <laughs> people were like, hey, real funny. And, and one guy, like, I put my hand out because just everyone was... We were just meeting people. And he was like... Nah, man, I don't know about that. I, I I just don't know about that. And I was like, Are you gonna? Are you gonna? I'm not gay, but if I was, you're gonna catch it from my handshake. <laughs> and he was like, I just don't know, man. It's like, okay. So, but anyway, again, this is like, this is about you essentially. Um, but but I so think yeah, from I mean, from watching that? that. Sorry, from watching that video, and then also the one where the dude falls asleep, and you guys get him completely dressed and into bed and bedtime story kiss on the cheek. I love that one. Um, and, and also the uh, the takeout boys. I think it's fair to say, and I, I think me and Thomas share this philosophy, is frat culture is so weird and hilarious. It's like this weird mixture of like homoeroticism and homophobia and just trying to be tough. Yeah. I think that um, – for all of that, I think we share a theme in a lot of just Aaron, Vin, and I in our thinking of just writing sketches. We we can very easily go to bullies and douchebags who think they're fucking, you know, tough dudes and then just totally either emasculating them or, or showing how just fucking stupid they are. Um, like a lot the, um, of a lot of our content goes in in that direction. I, don't I know. think it's I think it's because I mean we all grew up with mostly I mean Coop you grew up with sisters but like your core mm -hmm. circle of friends and me and Aaron's circle of friends are all guys, you know I think like we you just kind of grew up around that energy and like you know probably you know absorbed and developed some some sort of you know what you'd consider toxic masculinity but like we're just not mm -hmm. those people so it's like easy to like notice those traits in ourselves and then like make fun of it because it's like you know you have to because it's like stupid so i think it's it where was that also comes from. Yeah. yeah it was and it was so easy to do that because we went to an for college we were at a, an art school in chicago um and so we didn't frats were just so frowned upon and just didn't exist um where where we went to school so we'd visit like i would visit friends at um big 10 schools like 
University of Illinois and uh, Indiana and Wisconsin, all that stuff, and where frat culture is just everything and just all around. So it's almost like <laughs> being in a, in a fishbowl or you're just looking or at the zoo or something and just seeing like this is so different from my experience that, I mean, you just have to laugh at a lot of this because, but to them, they're like, this is my every fucking day. Like when you get a call to like at three in the morning to come to the frat house and take 12 shots and then, and then eat a, a spoonful of mayonnaise, like you fucking do it. And then you go to class the next day. And I'm like, I just don't, I don't get it's that. It's so absurd. It. There's yeah. just something so hilarious about it. It's like, okay, anyway, for initiation, you guys got to all get naked, grab each other's dicks, and walk in a circle. Elephant walk. But right. don't, yeah. don't make it gay, bro. Like, it's yeah. just, it's such a weird thing. And I think in, in a somewhat similar experience, you know, me and, me and Thomas, where we grew up in Vancouver, there was definitely a lot of that, like, all like smoke weed stoner culture which in itself bred its own toxic masculinity and then we went to art school and you know talking to any friend outside that it's like yeah we played spin the bottle and this cool dude we're hanging out with now i made out with it's like wait what you (laughs) what dude you gay now like it it, because i think there's just it, it is a weird thing transitioning from that to art school and then hanging out with friends that you used to who like won't even hug you yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like, like I have a lot of, or even just recently, I was talking to Josh on the phone, and we always say like, "I love you" to each other. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, I was ending a call, and I was like, "Okay, I love you, man. Bye." And then uh, my friend who from high school who I was hanging out with like looked over at me, <laughs> with like this like almost disgusted look on his face, and I was like, "What? Like, you don't tell your friends I love you?" And he's like, "No." And I was like, "That sucks. It sounds like you have a, a bad life." Like, <laughs> yeah, or just don't know at all how to like compute that affection you have for your friend. Yeah. You know, with, so by saying instead of "I love you," it's just a fist bump and like, like I'll like catch you later. You or know? that like awkward bro hug where you like grab their hand and like kind of like pull them in with your arm. Do two like, pats on the back. Other. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. tit to tit. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you grab your friend like a baby, kiss them on the cheek, <laughs> and say "I love you." That's how you know yeah. it's a real friendship. But there's something too about that culture where even within the fraternity culture where yeah everyone's doing something where you know they're not they're saying like don't make this fucking gay dude but uh but everybody's naked or whatever like yeah, there's a almost an accountability with of everybody cuz everybody's like look you were there too like we're, nobody's like nobody's going to make this weird cuz like we're all doing this and no one's going to say anything cuz you know we're all in this together if I go down, you go down. It's almost kind <laughs> of get that too in a, in a weird sense. It's like their own type of suicide pact. <laughs> That's right. I never thought of it that way, but it is like, yeah, it, it's like it's like a a primal reach for that type of like I don't know, like vulnerability or like connection with another human that you want. Also, because you're in a frat, it's like I've paid a lot of money for these friends. Like we better get close. Like, we better connect. True. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's weird that you have to pay for it. Jesus. It's like a brute force way of having a community. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, you you go to these extreme measures to bond. And, like, you know, of course there's going to be some stuff in there that, like, you think is like, oh, this is gay. But we're all doing it. So, yeah, just, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, you pay for your Lord of the Flies experience. (laughs) Like, in the frat house basement. I, I think it's especially weird seeing that frat culture growing up in vancouver because you know our our school we went to film school also there wasn't a frat 
But you, the University of British Columbia, the big school there, a lot of international students came there, and there was like a very big Greek culture. But Vancouver itself as a city is a very, you know, left-leaning. We have a huge, like, pride, a big queer community. So it is weird meeting all these people that are very, like, dude, that's pretty gay. Like, it's like, it, it almost in itself is kind of like, really, dude? Yeah. Or even now to hear, I mean, that still happens in some, like, I, I would think most of our friends are, like, in eighth grade, everyone said everything's gay. And it, it almost oh, and didn't we have did here, too. Yeah, it's not it had bad. no meaning, really, whatsoever, yeah. except for that's dumb. It's just, like, that's the word. But now it's almost like, uh, you know, if you hear that by from anyone, you're like, dude, you are in the fucking Stone Age right now. Cause yeah, it's just, so... It's so my my young cousins that are like ten are now talking about pronouns and stuff. They're so much mm-hmm. more woke than we were. Yeah, right. I know, right? And that actually is something that we could talk about. I guess is like I think on that's old, something on, that does well, kill comedy a little bit. Well, unfortunately, not not to offend, but uh, to a degree. I mean, it, I think it's in one hand it's good because um, if the joke is just the word gay, like that's not actually a joke, no, that's not right? Funny. So I think I think you can people always say that like you couldn't make a joke like that today. But I think if you truly are making a good joke um, where the humor is actually like well constructed, you can still do pretty much whatever you want. It's just I mean, obviously, some people are going to be vocal about it, uh, not liking it. But that's you're going to get that, I think, regardless. Well, even Um, celery holds up as commentary on that. Yeah, though, I wonder like so you guys there's also gay zombie. How do you guys feel about that video? Because I know it's still up in public yeah i i feel okay about it because there's an ex, there's a, a line we wrote in there that explicitly says like that there's a news reporter and i guess i should explain for anyone who doesn't know what gay zombie is it's like there is all of a sudden like a virus outbreak but it's turning everyone gay and so mm-hmm. we felt that people who are homophobic view it like an infection like and there's like a news reporter who says like we're not sure if the if 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 it's a biological attack or if the zombies are doing it by choice, you know, which is like, are you born? Oh, are yeah. you born with it or are you choosing to do it? It's like, well, you're born with it, um, and so I think that you know, is she, or maybe it's Maybelline. Um, uh, <laughs> Most of the time, it is Maybelline. That's the thing no one talks <laughs> mm-hmm. about. Um, so I'm I'm okay with gay zombies still being up because I think the you know we made it with the intention of criticizing you know that viewpoint, mm-hmm. and I think it still expresses that. Um, so. It can it can stay. It's kind of interesting too. When you go back, those are just kind of moments solidified in t- in time of what culture was when that's the what video I was going to say was released. And it's just really interesting. Where yeah, people could go back at a video and compare it to you know our culture now and say oh something might be insensitive. But it just if you look at the bigger picture, um, it's just really interesting that all these videos are just kind of time capsules that are just kind of hanging out there that you could really psychologically almost look at culture um, from as far back as YouTube was. On. I think it's, yeah, even yeah. stuff that, yeah, and if you find stuff that's like tasteless, I, I think it's important to have it because you have to know, it's just, you need the reference point. I just think it's not, it mm-hmm. doesn't do you any favors to like erase history or to make, to try to pretend something didn't happen because it's offensive. And I, I get that like as a straight white dude for me, like, you know, I can't, yeah. I can't say that someone being offended is like nothing, but I guess in theory on paper, it's like, I feel like those things should be there. So, so we know like you're not doing yourself a favor by erasing history and again, I know you can't see under, how far I understand we've come as a society. Right, yeah. And I get that my perspective might 
is what it is because of who I am, but that's how I feel. Oh, about so it. you want you want the Confederate flag raised above the White House is what you're saying? No, <laughs> exactly. Put it in right. a museum. There Put the go. Confederate flag in a museum so we can look at it and go, okay, that's what they that's what that was back then. Yeah, uh, it's like the uh, the racist Looney Tune cartoons. Like it's uh, right. The fact that those are still able to be viewed is important. Yeah, yeah Bugs Bunny killed a bunch mm-hmm. of Japanese people <laughs> and called them a myriad of slurs. Yeah, right. and that's that's important. But you know what? You yeah. go 100 years back and people were fucking burning women at the stake because they learned math, you know? like. Yeah, but I mean, it's a thing, like you're saying, it's it's there because we need, it need not repeat itself, but you don't put it on page one or like you don't promote it as like HBO Max, the thing you got to watch. It's, you know. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you got to watch Bugs Bunny. No, you, it's. Oh my god! <laughs> that's what the episode. That's what the title is called. I was actually wondering. Oh I was like, did you come up with that one <laughs> on um, your own? I have. I have a serious question. <laughs> that was a quick draw. Well, here, before, before we get away from this, I did just want to say, in in regard to YouTube, it's interesting, specifically with like the word "gay." Uh, there was a huge culture of, of making gay jokes on YouTube at, at that time, at the time when like Gay Zombie came out. I think. Well, we're guilty of honestly, that too. We can... have. Sorry to cut you off, but I mean, we have a sketch. Well, we made a sketch that I don't think it was released on. We did release it on the internet, or it's on a DVD. But the, the end joke is like it's it's me and Aaron are like wrestling on top of each other, and it's like oh we we're like oh that's gay, you know? Like we're we're yeah. guilty of it too, you know? Totally. Well, and I have um. There's a video I made with my friend where it's called i mean i guess it's kind of a commentary you, you could say we didn't even really think of it being one but my so mom it showed was. it to her my mom showed it to her work friends and then they were all like wow that's so brave of them to like have this commentary it's called angus gets a nose job and in it uh my friend comes like home from getting a nose job and for it we just put a bunch of like cello tape all over his face and it like looks really weird and i fall in love with him and i want to like because he's so beautiful and i want to like service him and 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 do do all this stuff (laughs) and really like a lot of the jokes are just that like it has a gay energy to it like i don't know i guess like the joke is that beauty is like a weird thing that we have in society and its value i guess but i we didn't think of it like that beauty is in the eye of the beer holder my friend the beer i think i have that on a plaque somewhere i think that's a bumper sticker oh it sure is i got that over my bed i have to ask a serious question this is something we ask all of our guests. Um, but have you guys ever achieved or completed a hands-free e-jack? No. Um, wait. Yes, but... Well, hold on. I guess... Wait. Well, y- yes. if you have sex, then yeah, because you're not using your hands? No, you, you yourself, whether it be Kegel squeezing, mental connection, whatever it is, no tools, Solo, no hands-free e-jack. I've had more of like a wake up from a fever dream kind of thing covered in spunk right or, or that you wake up and then there there it goes um the uh, cream the sheets if we will with the po- with the potato leek soup yeah um, nice yeah um but never have i ever put your fingers up um uh, been like sitting there mentally being like i'm going to achieve like full-on ejaculation uh, and then, like, put my powers towards that. It's just kind of happened um, in a dream. In a, dream. <laughs> in a fever state. That's right. Uh, uh, okay. Also, yeah, no, no. Me, I've never, uh, me, never done it. Me neither. I was just asking as a goof. Really, Josh, how many times have you spooged during this podcast? Well, only once during the podcast. But I think it, I've got him beat. That was, 
That was with my hands. Someone's um, gonna have to oh. come and pry you off that seat. No, what happened was once <laughs> I was just sitting there, I was, it had been like a week. And I was like, I wonder if I can just mentally squeeze one out. And yeah. I did. And I haven't achieved it since. No I was way. 19 at the time. Yeah. All right. You know what I find very funny, though, is um, every time you ask this question, you're inevitably going to have to retell the story. So I think it's going to become uh, like a standard on our show that <laughs> Josh tells the Ejac story. That's how we know we're halfway exactly. through. Okay, I just think when we get halfway through the podcast, you gotta get the Ejac story in. It it has to come up naturally. Well, I think when you're and when you're when you're 19 years old, you're spending more time trying to prevent the Ejac from coming out at all times. Well, that's the I thing is, just, I was dating someone at the time. I was like, I don't want a nut in five seconds. Right. Uh, and then if you're already in that state, and then you wait a week, it's it, uh, like a light breeze is gonna do it. Oh, it's building up. Yeah. And uh, um, and then you got to look over at a, a frame photo of your family and you say, look, ma, no hands. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then wipe the spooge off the picture frame. And then With you an realize you're not you, when. Yeah, you're looking over and she's there on a FaceTime and you forgot. But and, she's so proud of it's you. All, it's it's all like that fine. scene in the Black Swan. So proud. <laughs> Only my boy can eject no hands as fast as any as fast as that. Um, so I, I got a question. This this got away from me. It should have happened earlier. But so Coop, you joined the the channel later, obviously. Yeah. And they I already had some establishment, I assume. So like, how was that? Is that a, a thing for you? Really? Did you feel I like get you it. Were you're calling com- me a leech? I am, and. It sounds like uh, what I'm wondering though is like, did it feel like you were coming on to what was Vinny and Aaron's thing, uh, and like how, or did did it immediately feel like okay, this is our whole thing? It's just the same name as before. Well, I would say, admittedly, I um, I was not like really big into YouTube in general. Um, mm-hmm. So the way we uh, met was some mutual friends of ours. Um, I was at a party with some mutual friends and I needed a place to live in the dorms and Aaron and Vinny's roommate homeless. was moving out. And he was, like, he was oh, living I in a bridge down under downtown. He was living in a bridge. Under yeah. A bridge. I was actually, I was living at home for a semester and then I was, I came back and um, they just basically arranged uh, our living situation. And it honestly, it just, I, I did not really know about F and D films until they were like oh they make like sketch comedy you should check out their videos and then i was like oh man they looks like they do a ton of shit um but to be honest it kind of like organically just created this weird this partnership that evolved mm-hmm. into what what it you know turned into um i had no like aspirations i guess of you know, wanting to start a YouTube channel or be in a YouTube channel. I just knew I was in film school. Um, I like to write and make funny, funny stuff. Um, and these guys already kind of had this platform where they were doing it. And it just almost just felt really natural where it's like, oh my gosh, if they'll allow me to like play around, I've never done this before, but um, it just felt right. Um, and we just kind of started slowly working together from there mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know it was never like a sit down established like so would it be okay thing. if i was yeah i don't know it just sort yeah. of organically happened and do you remember the first video that you were in that you did with them 
It was yeah, I think was it was it something parkour where kids? I, you were in the background. <laughs> it was always no, it was in the background, I think. It was um, I, I there was did a try video to, Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say I, I glanced through uh the the list the other day mm-hmm. trying to see if I could see like which was the first one you're in. And as far yeah. as I could tell as like a more of a centerpiece, I think it was put downers where you had like an actual role yeah close i think the first one i had a roll roll was um attic man actually is attic man before put downers i think so i think it is yeah maybe um but anyway and then fucked up dude (laughs) god (laughs) close but no cigar the um but before that it was just like i think aaron and vin you guys or at dwight i think i was there too we threw like a party and it was the video where vinny's parents drop him off at college and then Oh yeah, uh, off to college, right? That's what it's yeah. called. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in the background. You rob something. a liquor store or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the background for that, and then there was another one where they play RAs that um, get very violent uh, when there's noise ordinances. Um, and I think I got uh, punched in the face for that or something. So you know, as as the Hollywood trajectory goes, you do yeah. these you do these little bit roles, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're just at the forefront. So we really needed to yeah, test the Coop's chops. We needed to put him to to the grind, put his nose to the grindstone, and see if he could hack it out of the business. And yeah. And then little did you know, he would become the fan favorite and leave you guys in the dust. That's right. And now I have my <laughs> own channel, Coop Does Vids. Um, <laughs> you, which, you pull in 20 million views a day. That's right. That's it's right. It's on Pornhub, but it does get a lot of views. It's Pornhub and OnlyFans, but I am doing vids. Vinny, do you ever regret the choice of not naming your channel Vinny's Vids? Or Vin's Vids? Vin's rather? Vids. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do now. You blew it, you <laughs> idiot. It's far too late to change the branding, too, so you're you're done. Or you can really start anew here because, you know, well, you've been you've been keeping up on your on your channel lately. Yeah, but. I've been trying to I've been trying to get that going again and Mm-hmm. Um, we had that video where you cried for like however long about not getting views. I remember that one. I did, yeah. Thank <laughs> you for reminding me. I, I have a question about. Uh, the, well, now the I dailies. feel like I got to defend myself. Now, now. <laughs> Which I, I, I do want to get in the daily at some point, but I think one of the first dailies Thomas showed me is you guys were dancing in Ariana Grande, and then it ends with you guys dancing in front of Ariana Grande. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. How? Why? You guys are homies, right? Ariana's my sister. Uh, nice. <laughs> no. So she um, does do brown face. Okay, I was wondering. Oh gosh. <laughs> Yikes. I'm doing white face. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, so, uh, a, a friend. Well, I mean, you, Aaron and Vinny were out in L.A. This is before I knew them. Like when you guys were like 18 or 19, right? Yeah. Um, and then met this guy. Uh, who ended up working with Ariana Grande. So this guy who was a friend of Aaron and Vin's, who goes by Jones Crow, um, was Ariana Grande's videographer, photographer, all that stuff. So he kind of got us into, um, whenever she would come to Chicago, he would just, like, get, get us, like, a backstage pass and, like, front row tickets. And we were just like, whatever. Because at the time, she was, like, she was like kind of I mean, she was on a Disney show already and whatnot, but she wasn't like who she is today necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we we wound up going to the show 
and filming this bit backstage where I know we were nervous. We were like, do you think she'll like be in a daily? Like, you think that'd be cool? <laughs> and we like pitched her this idea of like, we're going to try, we're going to be your dancers. We're going to try out for your squad and you're totally going to shut us down. And she was like, how about I just say you guys are great dancers? And I was like, cool, that works too. Yeah. Um, but from there, yeah, I mean, then we just posted that. And then f- also from that concert, we just did this little bit where we were in the front row and our friend Jones Crow, who was filming, turned the camera to us and we all just started like freaking the fuck out. Like we were like 12 year old schoolgirl fans. Of course. Um, just like screaming. And she wound up posting it on her Instagram. And all of a sudden we gained like 8,000 followers <laughs> overnight oh, shit. or something. Like Perez Hilton picked it up and like it was all over the place. Um, you guys have been all over traditional media then, I guess. I guess so. People love you. Yeah. <laughs> Perez is a big, is our biggest achievement. To date. So does that mean, did did you guys shoot the stuff with her first and then retroactively shoot the lead up where you guys are like dancing on the way to the concert? Or or was it shot chronologically? Chronologically. Yeah. Well, we were in hoping, like we, I think we were asking our friend if she would be in something and he was kind of like, I probably like she might be, she'd probably be down, whatever. So we had like t-shirts um, from a concert we went to prior to that. We went to like two of her shows. Um, <laughs> it's funny. But yeah, two of her shows. One was like when she was on the rise and the second show was like she was fucking enormous and she had like the most uh, Instagram followers ever or whatever. And or, oh, wow. uh, and that's the one I think where she was done. I see where the story is going. Shoot with that. Your wife is freaking Arna Grande, All dude. Right. Nice. All right. <laughs> yes yes and i let the pete davidson stuff happen i let i let all that go because that's that's an image thing that's just fame that's hollywood your guys's love is it's deeper than that it's deeper than the physical that's right. if you're gonna get cucked by anyone it's gonna be pete friggin davidson. i know he's the coolest guy somebody I, I forgot who it was maybe it was i don't know if it was john mulaney or someone but they called him like a uh uh of today like a young sinatra like he's like our generation's young Sinatra, which is very, uh, very I interesting. Mean, you know? I don't agree with that. Well, Vinny, because your Italian roots are too deep in the Sinatra that we all know. But well, he doesn't. He doesn't croon. He doesn't croon. He's not a young Sinatra. <laughs> That's a good point. I I do a pretty good Sinatra action. Boom, go. Do it. Shit, <laughs> didn't think you got me to do it. Uh, hey guys, it's Frank. Oh, okay. Do it. Do it. Uh, I was talking. Really I was good. talking over. Do yeah, it one, one more time, more? please. Uh, hey guys, it's Frank. Boom. I'm sorry. I'm do your uh, do your Zoidberg. Uh, okay. What the free sandwich for Zoidberg? <laughs> nice. That was Sinatra. It's yeah, it's Sinatra. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I got I got very scared for a sec because I thought I thought I heard a ghost. Yeah. No. That's the thing is I'll do it and people will freak out and they'll be like, Hey, we're going to see the show. Right. And then people are like, What the fuck was that? Sinatra. I also do uh Billy D Williams. Go. Hey, how's it going there, Billy? Again, I heard Sinatra. <laughs> yeah, I know. It always goes back to Sinatra. That's the thing. That's your like root, right? You know, that's your home. I, so. I start at Sinatra and I just kind of go, kind of make little tweaks from right. there. Yeah, every time you tackle a new voice. Yeah, it's always yeah. like, what? How would Sinatra do this voice? It's yeah, the exactly. filter of a which is very difficult. To yeah, do. no, I'm yeah. not doing sean connery i'm doing sinatra doing sean connery which is you know? more of an actor's yeah. test than anything 
Exactly. It just, yeah. It that's what gives Josh his like little je ne sais quoi, his flavor. Yeah. You know. That's right. Yeah. I don't know what that means. He's a uh, Sinatra sais quoi. Oh, okay, that's pretty Whoa. cool. Whoa. I I have uh, a, a kind of follow up to that, but how did the daily start? Because I I am a big fan of those. Those are pretty great. And is he that hates your sketches? Yeah, the sketch is awful, but the dailies, I love them. Fair. Um, the dailies started as, I remember the first one, it was like Aaron and I were in the kitchen and we were like just goofing around. We had this like little, what was, it was this camera that was like a, it was like a rectangle. It was like this big. Wait, it wasn't and the flip cam? Was it a flip? It was, it was the flip. Yeah. yeah. That, those were all the rage. Oh, throwback. Everyone was vlogging mm-hmm. with those. Yeah, so I don't remember why. I think we – I wish I wish he was here to – I feel like he would remember. We just started doing it. That's the best explanation I can give. I don't know if we were like – Fair enough. Because I, I don't know if we were like, um, you know, hey, we need to put, post more content and like these are like – because it was such a – it was such a difference in what we normally do where like – our whole thing was like, we're going to make sketches and we're going to, you know, it's quality over quantity. Like, and the dailies are not that, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I, and I don't, I don't remember why we started doing it. I don't know why what made us break from our kind of whole thing, but like we just, were they initially supposed to be daily or um, have they never been daily? Uh, I think they were, I don't I know. I think at one point, so long they, ago. <laughs> yeah, that is I think they enough. were at one point, at least like every, maybe there was like three a week or something. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. We we have mm-hmm. gone. Well, you you guys kind of came in hundred percent yeah. over the years. It's been like we're either really hot on it or we're just like not posting whatsoever. And what's also yeah. weird about I never really even considered them vlogging because we've never really we're kind of always like heightened versions of ourselves. Like we're we're definitely playing. We're we're on. We're turned on for the camera. Really turned on. And nice. Um, nice. So. Yeah, like, I didn't even think of it as vlogging for a long time because, for to me, vlogging was like, oh, you're showing, like, a true part of your life. And for us, it's like there was always a bit at the core of it. Um, but, but I, I think yeah. that's what that's what makes it fun is that it's it is in itself is almost like a sketch of a vlog. Yeah, I guess sense. so. It's kind of a, a parody became... of, a, of a vlog. But, you know, then as – oh, go ahead. I was going to say, as you guys, like, continue to do them, I think you definitely – like got better at that it got better at like having a bit and having it almost feel like a it's like a sketch almost it's like an improv right. sketch like i know some of my favorites are ones that are like super almost narrative would be like um the the one with the horse guest who like tries to steal laptops <laughs> and wants to do coke um uh-huh. <laughs> or like uh the the lobster uh like lemon sorbet one is a classic as well for did me. you really not get any lobster or lemon sorbet were you really cut out of that dude that for real. that was real that was real yeah i didn't know that's so the thing with the so thing with funny. the dailies it was like we they had to be improvised and organic we we had tried to set up premises um in 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 certain like dailies and just kind of riff off of like, all right, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that, da 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 da, and they always just sucked. So the ones, the ones that were just yeah. like, we have no idea what we're doing, always were the best. So that one in particular, we, if you guys don't know, it was just a short like improvised video of um, Aaron, myself, and our friend Dylan. We wound up having a huge party where we ordered lobsters. And I, yeah, sorbet, ice cream, all these just really elegant treats. Because like and we had a ton of balloons. And, stuff, I think. Like, and the whole pin the pr- tail on the donkey. <laughs> yeah, pin the tail on the <laughs> Vinny or something. 
Because oh, it yeah. was like the whole point yeah. was Vin's yeah. not here, so let's party. Um, and <laughs> our friend and Dylan, who was working with us at the time, edited the whole thing. And then when Vinny came in, like the next day, um, we had this whole thing edited. And we were like, guess what we did yesterday? And Vinny, of course, I'm sure you're thinking, oh, this is a bit. But we were like, we had a lobster lunch, sorbet, balloons, yeah. aha. And it's just literally organically Vinny, like, at... Doesn't it never, fucking believe you at it all. It never crossed my mind it was real. But the funny... It yeah. seemed to you were the most thrown off by the lemon sorbet. Like, that was the thing you didn't believe the most. Because <laughs> it's such a specific thing. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, just being able... Like, just seeing on your face at one point, because we were... We were just really playing with you and being like, yes, we did. And there's a point I think we actually show in in the editing timeline, Vinny saying something yeah, like, you did. Yeah. no, you didn't. Prove it or whatever. And then we we're like, okay. Yeah, well, like, show me the yeah. footage then. And it's then. all cut and ready to go. <laughs> and we just it just kind of worked out in our in our favor. So you, you couldn't really plan it. Yeah. That also has one of my favorite cuts that you guys ever did, which is there's um, – it's the footage of, of Vinny, like, freaking out, being like, show me the footage then. And then it's your face where you're, like, yeah. like very... Yeah, like, like that weird, like, stri- like bulge effect on it. Yeah, but then, like, after that, there's, like, a very, like, you're, like, pointing and saying, like, show me the footage. And it pauses, and then it cuts to you guys are filming the actual screen yeah. of that same still. And then you whip pan to Vinny, and you're reacting, being like, oh, my <laughs> God, that's... I." I'm so fucked. But I got to see uh, the lemon sorbet. Like, you really... Yeah. <laughs> the lobster dinner happened, the balloons were there, but you didn't believe the lobster sorbet. Yeah, that's also funny to me. It's like, <laughs> why would they lie about that one thing? That's much easier to get than lobster. <laughs> and those things, too, are... Those dailies are just, like... Even for us, they're just... Like, those are just us, like, messing with our friend, having fun. And I'm glad that everyone can be yeah. in on it with us and just feel like we're all hanging out because that's truly how I feel, like... It for nostalgia purposes, I guess, like once in a blue moon, I'll go back and watch a daily from like eight years ago or whatever it was and just be like, oh, I remember that. That's yeah. so fucking funny just because we were having a good time, you know, while we were shooting it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, totally. I do that, too. Sometimes I'm just like bored, like one will, one will pop up and sometimes I'll watch like I'll watch like 10 of them. I'm like, oh, man, just like taking a little trip down memory lane. It's totally. Weird. I do that like yearly with um my so my friend and i when we made videos we were like how old were we like between the ages of like 11 to 14 we made videos over various channels and every like almost once every year we end up like sitting or even if we're like over like a zoom call or whatever but like watching like for like an hour watching the videos and just being like oh my god remember that yeah yeah man just going down memory lane it's kind of it's really special to have like because another thing is these videos are like you said a time capsule not of just like the whole zeitgeist but like a mm-hmm. personal yeah history but so, then then you got to think it's pretty you know, cool I, there are certain ones where i'm like oh my kids are gonna find these someday and there are some where they're like wow this is so much fun and others where they're like why did you put a dildo in the dishwasher <laughs> or like what is it and it's just like there are some things i'm gonna have to explain at some point to be like oh my gosh i never really thought about down the road um what the things i'll have to yeah. talk about with my kids well they they did a broad city episode about did they that, really where yeah so abby jacobson is her character is wanting to date this guy that lives across from the hall and they finally hook up but he wants to be pegged 
and then he goes to work and she doesn't know how to clean it so she puts it in oh. the dishwasher <laughs> and then it gets morphed and then he freaks out. Oh my out. gosh. That's I thought you meant they made nice. an episode about like that thing. Me too, me about, too. About like about the techno- use of technology. But no, I do remember that dildo episode. That's super <laughs> he funny. was very upset. Yeah, he was pissed because it was a custom one. Right, right. Not just custom an off-the-shelf one. It was like $300. <laughs> I, I do I do have to say I don't want to be the party pooper, but we're running to the hour mark, so I'm gonna lightning okay. rant some stuff. Sure. Sure. N- number one, we've talked about the state of YouTube, how it was when you guys got on. We talked about it a little bit now. Would you guys want to maybe? Because I know you said you guys are writing a film. Would you want to you know produce that in YouTube like you did with punching, or do more sketch comedy? Or are you thinking more the traditional media route? For that one, I mean, for the feature we're working on, that's like would be it wouldn't be something we'd release on youtube it would it you know it'd be something we're looking for funding for at the moment and we'd want to you know produce ourselves shoot the thing and then get it out on a streaming service or multiple you know mm-hmm. that, oh so you got to throw some vampires in there there yes vampires <laughs> yeah 100 percent. would would you do a, a crowdfunding again or do you feel like you've burned oh that? boy we have talked about that <laughs> a lot um we are weighing on the side of no Mo, uh, but it's still open, you know. I, I mean, we'd like to just get it funded elsewhere because the crowdfunding thing we've we've done and made an entire project around it. Um, uh, yeah, I but guess. you know, I don't know. I feel like I would like to see. Is it is it a Grundy movie? That's what I, I've heard through the grapevine. You don't have to say if it's under wraps. But no, it is. It is. We've 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 said it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So I Grundy is one of my favorite. Uh, sketches in fact i showed it in film school we were asked to bring in a short film to show to in, a, in my directing class and i brought in grundy no way yeah and then also actually in grade 12 our english teacher wanted us to bring internet videos in and funny enough and probably just from like because it was so popular someone else in the class brought in celery and I was kind of pissed because I was like, you don't even watch these guys. And, <laughs> and then I brought in the red string. Oh, <laughs> and, nice. <laughs> and no one liked it. Everyone loves celery. Everyone loves celery. They're all laughing. And then the, I play red string and no oh, one no. laughed. <laughs> everyone, everyone hated oh, it. Oh, shit. And I was, I was That's pissed. That's so funny. But, uh, but anyway, no, but I would love to see a Grundy movie. So I don't know. Like if you guys made a, a crowdfunding thing, I would donate. And I'm sure many other Appreciate people it. would. Just because you did it once and made a made a movie about it, right? Mean yeah, I think we we kind of feel like we don't want to have to. Like we just we kind of would like to know that we can go the more traditional route. But like yeah, like Coop said, like we're not, we're, you know, we're leaning towards this thing, but it's not totally off the table. Um, I think we're we're think right. we're far Fair enough, enough away from it's all good to where where we could if we presented it the right way. Yeah, awesome. And then, um, sorry, Thomas, you go. No, I was just going to say, like, cool. Okay, shut up then. Um, so I, my last question, and this is more for, for Thomas's heart, as he, he, he's a child, you guys are his childhood heroes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a, a very elevator pitch for a sketch, and you guys tell me if you'd watch this. Oh, nice. Go. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know he was going to do this. So no, I know. So this guy builds a mech suit that essentially takes over all the function of stuff that he would need to do daily of his base desires like eat or go to the washroom or cook dinner or you know like take his pills and he builds this but then it malfunctions because the inhibitor chip on the back breaks and it he just constantly starts masturbating but it's the day that he has to go 
to his girlfriend's parents' house for dinner. <laughs> it's the first dinner with his girlfriend's parents. That's great. You're the asking idea, if we would watch I, that? Yeah. I'd love to watch yeah, that. Yeah, I would totally watch that. <laughs> nice. I just finished the I finished the script for that last night. Um yeah, who would you uh so when you're ca- when you guys are casting all this stuff, um I mean for like the parents, let's say, I mean you're you're finding like yeah. truly are you just getting off of like what we would find on like actors access, something you can get for 50 bucks for people to come out and just do it or are you relying on friends? No, we have a lot of friends in okay. improv. Okay. So we would just get them. Yeah. Perfect. Uh or my so, girlfriend did offer to play her own mother, because uh, <laughs> another joke in in the in the sketch is that my girlfriend isn't at the dinner. It's just me and her parents. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so the first the first part it would be a two part. So the first part is like he shows me this mech suit, and then I leave, and I get a call, and from my cousin who lives them, and says Thomas is just jerking off, and I'm like, how is that possible? And then we have a flashback. All of Spider-Man 2, where it's like, oh, this inhibitor chip will stop me from jerking off. But it breaks instantly as he taps. Got it. And then the second episode is he's at the dinner, and it starts with the parents being like, I'm so glad Phoebe's finally dating a normal boy. And it's just him sweating bullets in this mech suit trying to stop himself from jerking off. I was going to say, yeah, you need preventative measures that just totally, like, fail at the dinner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe there's, like, another, maybe there's, like, a cucumber or something. Like, there's another dick-like object, and, like, he could trick the suit to jacking off that thing. You, like, dude, you, this you is crazy. to the bit. So, essentially, what happens is oh, we okay. send in our friend, who's kind of like the wolf, who shows up as a pizza guy. And then he's like, hey, guys, I got an extra-large salami here for you. And then he brings the pizza inside, but he's like, oh, they forgot to cut the salami. Someone's going to have to wax it for me. <laughs> and then Thomas has to jerk it off, which makes the mech suit malfunction. Yeah, it overloads the system. And we have another flashback where I'm like, oh, I suppose I could overload the system, but then I'd rip my dick Got off, it. which is how they come up with come up with the idea of the pizza, which just has like a 10-inch salami on it that right. hasn't been cut. Yeah. And then I jerk it in front of uh, my girlfriend's parents. And they they love it. They're impressed. Yeah, they're, they're probably like, it. yeah, it's finally, it's so a, helpful to have a man around the house. And the wife's looking at the husband like, uh-huh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the, that's the thing is the dad offers. And he's like, oh, you know, I've been known to wax a sausage in my day. And the Pete's guy's like, oh, no, you have feeble hands. How about you? Young yeah, man? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> and then and then it it ends with uh, Thomas leaving. It's like, do you have a dowry for me? The dad says. And then Thomas gives him the mech suit. And then later he's on a call with his girlfriend. She's like, let's say my dad does know how to wax a sausage. <laughs> and then we all laugh. Right. And, and, and freeze it, frame. <laughs> Yeah, and it says he died later that night of dehydration. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> the father. So is that F and D approved? Oh yeah. Yes. I mean, we would definitely watch For- that. Nice. So I can put that in the video. F and D approved. Like oh yeah. If stand. you want to put yeah. that on the freeze yeah. frame or whatever, <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Yeah. We can put that on Thomas's grave. Because yeah. <laughs> again, the suicide pack is definitely going to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. In the next year or so, I would say. Well, I think we run this podcast as far as it can go, and eventually we'll run out of like cool people to talk to, and no one wants to hear just us talk. No, no, uh, no. and so it'll we'll lose it all, and then that's that's about a good time for a suicide. Pact, if you want to have us back on for the suicide pact episode, I think we would be, you know, if yeah, if you guys would, that'd be yeah, great. Would probably, you guys would have to then upload the video, but yeah. yeah. Oh well, then. Well, that's I what there know, needs maybe. to be some kind of Kevorkian timer. Uh, with like with the video or something, you know. I guess we could live yeah, stream. Yeah, just it. live stream. Yeah, there we oh, go. Oh yeah, there you go. Hundred percent. Yeah, 
And or then, we can uh, we can uh, yeah. hire someone off of Upwork or TaskRabbit um, or Fiverr, Fiverr to just come by yeah. our place or whoever's place and don't mind the dead body on the floor. Are you guys joining the suicide pact? Is that what I I'm thought hearing? we were already in. Are we not invited? You are now, baby. Oh, okay. Well, now I don't want to. Now I feel like I invited myself. No, you were always invited. <laughs> we'll all do it together. We'll have a gentle little kiss and then... Some Indonesian guy from Fiber will clean up our bodies Good. and upload we'll put the video. snake venom on can, our lips. Do you think you could pay someone from Fiber to kill you? So it's kind of like a suicide by Fiber. Yeah, but <laughs> you'd probably need to pay more than five bucks. Right. I feel like that's murder. That's like at least a seven dollar get right there. But if you write on a piece of paper, like this, it's not. Murder. Yeah. If you, how does a, you write a contract <laughs> out? I don't know. There's got to be well some. Someone would create some anonymous way for if you want to kill yourself, then you have a uh, something hooked up to your computer where someone on the other side of the world who you don't know can hit the button that initiates the poison or whatever. Wait, you don't know. It's right. a randomizer, whoever's liable. And then people. It's kind of like that. that there was up. the case in Germany where the guy hired, like, put out an ad for someone to eat him or something on Craigslist, and mm. another guy. Or like he wanted to eat someone and so on, and he put it on Craigslist and this guy was like, yeah, I want to die here. You can eat me. Well, it's kind of like when a porn star does a live stream and it's like, okay, cutie, if you enter your credit card number, every time you press the control key, it'll hit this little egg in my box that'll vibrate. Ah. That's a real thing? Maybe. That is a real thing. Oh, it is? Okay, sweet. Holy shit. Well, I, don't say that like you didn't know it was a real thing. You even described the shape of the device. <laughs> <laughs> this you're putting me on the spot now dude listen josh if you've done this it's okay man i haven't done it but i've seen it be done live that's i i love that that's a real thing i love you put in your credit card and you've phone. lost a lot of money oh i've i spent a bad amount of money to watch you spent an entire bitcoin doing that Ooh. i oh, spent nice. like five bitcoin seeing it in person did you guys buy gamestop no no but i do have doge I need I need to get some, man. It's going. It's at point oh eight right now. Well, on that note, I'm gonna say thank you guys for being on the pod. Let's all invest in Dogecoin. If people want to find you, where do they go? If you want to find us, you can find us at FND Films on YouTube or fndfilms.com, um, where you can find a bunch of our sketches, vlogs, features, all that fun stuff. Um, and if you really want to go down the wormhole, you can uh, check out any commercial crap that we've made but that's not as fun i'm gonna watch them all right after this oh good and yeah. coop coop will you guys will put the link to coop's only fans somewhere where people can click on it we'll put it we'll yeah. put it with our wholesome oh, good. only fans good, okay. good, good, good. Yeah. cool yeah so yeah ev everyone else go check them out subscribe to our patreon subscribe to our wholesome only fans our insta we love you like us on tinder <laughs> like us on tinder we'll see you next time bye bye, -bye. Thank you.